Look to our precious Jesus today who saves, heals, delivers, and blesses. This is your day for a miracle. Release the harvest. On yesterday's program, Pastor Benny Hinn began the latest message in his teaching series on releasing the anointing in your life by examining the second key, which is the power of prayer. The Lord has offered us full partnership in His plan for humanity. We have full partnership with God. God makes the decision. Watch this. But the responsibility and the authority for the enforcement, for the administration of these decisions He's placed on our shoulders. God literally makes the decision, but tells the church, I will not move till you pray. You are to enforce that decision with the authority I give you. If you don't enforce that, I will not fulfill my decision. Now join Pastor Benny in his recent Monday night service in California as he concludes this powerful teaching. Heaven holds the key by which decisions governing earthly affairs are made, but we hold the key by which those decisions are implemented. They cannot be impl implemented without us. Therefore, prayer is implementing God's decisions. Prayer implements God's decisions. Prayer does not force Him into those decisions. He already has decided. Prayer simply implements it. So it's not twisting His arm to do something. He's already decided to do it. Looking for a partner to say, I'm with you, Lord. Let's do it together. Say, I'm God's partner. No angel was ever offered to share in this high privilege, only the saints. We come and say, Father, what, did you, what have you decided? God says, I've decided to do ABC. We go and pray ABC and it'll happen. We enforce it. We implement it with prayer. If you understand what I've just been saying, say, yes, I do. Therefore, you're responsible for every decision God has made already, and it is your prayer that implements those decisions on the earth. God decides to visit a nation. He waits till we pray before He visits the nation. God decides to heal you, but nothing happens till you ask Him to heal you. God prepares all heaven, all angels to come and protect you, but he'll not do it till you ask him to protect you. He releases angels only when you ask him to release, to release those angels. Then we praise him. We exalt him. Hallelujah. Think about this. Imagine this, will you? The fate of the world is in your hands. Lift those hands and say, the whole world, the fate of the world, the future of mankind is in my hands. Say it again. 
Say it again. The future of mankind is in my hands, people. That's why we have great responsibility to enforce God's authority. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, then I'll hear from heaven. Then I'll forgive sin and I'll heal the land when they ask me. It's time for you to pray for America. Pray for the coming election. If you pray, God will do it. If you don't pray, He won't. It's your decision to pray your family into the kingdom. Remember what I said. Prayer fulfills the plan of God. Prayer fulfills prophecy. Prayer implements God's decisions on the earth. Anybody getting this? The fate of the world is in our hands. Look at the power, the awesome power you have. Psalm 149, verse 9 through verse, uh, verse 5 through 9. Are you getting anything? Yeah. 149, verse 5 through 9 says this. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Come on, let's read together. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Next verse. And a two-edged sword in their hand. Next verse. To execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishment upon... That's coming out of your lips. Power you have in your lips. Verse, verse 8. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with feathers of iron. Verse 9. To execute upon them the judgment written, This honor have all his saints. Praise ye the Lord. It's your, it's your, it's, 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 that's your authority. This honor only have the saints. Not the angels, not the world. Only the saints have this honor. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall arise against thee in judgment, thou shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Only the servants of God have that power. Every time the devil speaks against you, you speak and break his words. And when you speak, those words of the devil are broken. You have to speak it to break them. If you don't speak it, it won't happen. Power is in your mouth. Life in your mouth. Death in your mouth. It's time to speak power. It's time to speak life. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. Well, you decide then, don't you? The power that is yours is awesome. Say awesome power. Okay. Now, why has God chosen to work this way? Because in Genesis 1.26, He said, let them have dominion. He made that decision for you. That dominion was lost, then restored through the cross. Now, we find something very important. The Bible continually ties dominion to prayer. God says, let them have dominion. But later we 
find in the New Testament and the Old Covenant that dominion is tied to prayer. God makes the decision, and then he says, all right, I will give dominion to only those who pray. Say, I have dominion, but I got to pray. So it says in Luke, please write this down. Luke 10, 19, I give you authority, but Luke 10, verse 2 says, pray. You pray, you get it. You don't pray, you don't get it. I repeat, God gives us the dominion in Genesis 1, 26, but he ties it. It's dependent upon prayer. You got to pray it before you release it. So, Luke 10, 19 says, you have power, but Luke 10, 2 says, you got to pray. Put uh, on the screen Luke 10, verse 2, because I got to see this. You got to see this. Therefore, said he to them, the harvest truly is great. The laborers of you, pray therefore. Here it is. You got to pray. When you pray, then you read verse what? Come on, go down to verse 19. Same chapter, verse 19, says, I give you power. But first, you got to pray. Verse 2 says pray. Verse 19 says power comes after you pray. We see the same thing in Romans 8, 26, Romans 8, 37. Romans 8, 26, prayer is mentioned. Romans 8, 37, you're more than conqueror. But you cannot be more than a conqueror till you pray. Because it says we have to pray in the Spirit. And after you pray, you receive power to become more than a conqueror. Hello? So, this is something we see in the Bible continually. We have the Lord's position, the Lord Jesus' position on the earth. Yet we cannot operate in his dominion without prayer. We have his position, yet we cannot operate in it without prayer. That's awesome. Say, I have his position. I cannot function in it without prayer. Now, I hope this is getting through to you. Isaiah 45, verse 11 says, Ask me of things to come concerning my sons and daughters. Now, that's prayer. And then he says, Now, command me. Ask me before you command me. Isaiah 45, 11, Ask me of things to come. Then command me. You cannot release the power till you pray. That's incredible power. Oh, wow. The Bible tells us that even the Son of God had to pray before he received authority. Hebrews 5, 7 says that. Will you please look at that with me on the screen? Hebrews 5, 7 tells us that only through prayer he, he received authority. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications, with strong crying and tears to him that was able to save him from death, and he was heard in that he feared. There was no authority 
without prayer in his life. He was heard, saved from death. That's the power. But he wasn't saved till he prayed. There was no power released till he prayed. Paul Bilheimer was a great saint of God. In fact, I met him here in California years ago. Here's what he said. He said, the prayer closet is the arena in which God produces overcomers. Aha. Uh -huh. Prayer, the prayer closet, is the arena which produces overcomers. That's where God produces overcomers, is in that closet. So our main business is prayer. That's what releases the power of God. E.M. Bounds, one of the greatest writers on prayer, said, God shapes the world by prayer. Isaiah 66 verse 8 says, As soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth children. Without travail, there's no birth. Isaiah 66 8, As soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth children. Now, there's something really remarkable. Would you turn to Revelation 22, 17? I want to show you something. Something stunning, in fact. God has chosen to save no souls till the church travails. This is awesome. Oh, my God. If the Spirit of God is not wooing, it's because the church is not praying. Now, you look at that verse real close, all of you. And the Spirit and the bride say, come. That's prayer. We are calling on God to come. That's prayer. We are saying, come, Lord Jesus, right? That's prayer. Let him that heareth say, come. That's the church still praying. Let him that is a thirst come. Now watch this. This is a wonderful line here. And whosoever will, let him take of the waters of life freely. That's people saved. They cannot take the waters of life freely till we pray, come Lord Jesus. That's awesome. I said that's awesome. We have to pray before they can receive the waters of life. They cannot be saved without us praying. Isn't that strong? So God has chosen to save no soul till the church travails. If the Holy Spirit is not wooing, it's because the church is not praying. And if the Holy Spirit does not woo, the soul is lost. The Spirit and the church say come. We pray in the Spirit, you see. That's the kind of prayer God listens to. The Spirit of God is praying through the bride of Christ that says come. I unite my life with the Holy Ghost. I'm praying in the Spirit. The Holy Ghost is praying through my life. Come, Lord Jesus. And he that hears comes. Here's who. 
When I pray, the Holy Spirit will touch them to hear His voice. Hallelujah. Now, let him that is a thirst come. If I am not praying, nobody who is thirsty can come and receive the waters. And if I'm not praying, saying, come Lord Jesus, then it's impossible for those whosoever will. They cannot come either. They cannot come and receive freely. It's my prayer, therefore. It's my prayer that brings souls into the kingdom. As soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth children. So, by our intercession or lack of intercession, we hold the power of life or death over the souls of men. My intercession releases life. The lack of it releases death. Life and death are in the power of the tongue of the intercessor. That's what it means, by the way. When it says life and death are in the, in the power of the tongue, what tongue? The praying tongue. That puts a brand new light on it, you know. Amos 9.13 says, The greatest harvest will come because of prayer. Turn that on, please. Amos 9.13. Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that the plowman. Who's the, the plowman? It's the prayer man. He, anybody plowing is praying. When you plow, you pray. That's what it means to plow. The days will come that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of, of grapes him that sow a seed, and the mountain shall drop sweet wine. Here's that revival. Revival comes because somebody's plowing. Hallelujah. The anointing came upon Elisha while he was plowing. Elijah put his mantle on him while he was plowing. When you plow, you get a mantle. How many are ready to plow? First Kings 19, he was plowing and the mantle came on him. God is about to put a mantle on every man who plows. So what must we do? Let me give it to you real fast. Write them down. Number one, prepare your heart. Before you can call on God, prepare your heart. Job 11:13. How do you prepare your heart? With the word of God. That's how the anointing flows. Nehemiah 1.6 says, you have to desire to be heard. Please look up those scriptures, read them later, okay? Nehemiah 1.6 says, we desire to be heard. So first, Job 11.13, as you call on God, first prepare your heart. Number two, desire to be heard. Nehemiah 1.6. Number three, Genesis 32, 9 through 12. Use the word of God when you pray. Use his word. Let me show you that really quickly. Uh, Genesis 32, verse 9 through 12, because it's so powerful. And Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, the God of my father Isaac, the Lord which said that unto me. There it is. He reminded God of what he said to him. Use the word God gives you. He said, you said to me, return. So, you cannot pray till you prepare your heart, Job 11. You cannot pray till you desire to be heard, Nehemiah 1.6. You cannot pray without using the word. You say, Father, you told me, you said to me. A and you cannot pray till all sin is confessed. Psalm 66.18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. So, you've got to confess your sin. 
Number five and finally, all idolatry must be destroyed in your life. Jeremiah 11, 11 through 14, idolatry must be destroyed before God will hear that prayer in your life. You heard tonight some secrets of the kingdom. Are you ready to see it happen in your life? Lift your hands and thank God it's coming your way. Hallelujah. Pastor Benny Hinn's comprehensive teaching on operating in the anointing is a series you must have to understand and activate the power of the Holy Spirit. The 12-CD series is regularly $75, and the study manual is $25. But if you'll order now, you can have both for the special television price of only $85. Call or order online today. The Word of God in Isaiah 26, verse 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. That's the whole key right there. I pray you will have the greatest Christmas you've ever had in your life. I really mean that with all my heart. But the greatest Christmas comes when Jesus is the focus. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. And verse 4 says, Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Think about that, everlasting. God gives us that strength daily, every second of our, of our life, if we just focus and, and, and keep our hearts and minds on him. It's just that simple. I want to pray with you today that the Lord will meet every need in your life. You know what Jesus said to us? He said, if two will agree, there is tremendous power in agreement. Think about that the Lord himself needed agreement in Gethsemane when he said, could you not tear with me? Could you not really come into agreement with me? You think about King David in the Old Covenant. Uh, coming into agreement with Abiathar when he lost everything. Uh, he had gone to Ziglag and the Amalekites had stolen everything, took his family captives and everyone else's family captives. He came into agreement. The Bible is full of promises when it comes to agreement. And back to what the Lord said. He said, if two will agree, he didn't say if three or ten or a hundred. If two of you will agree, it will be done. And he believed in it himself because he said, like I said, in Gethsemane, he said, could you not tear with me? He himself knew the power of agreement. It was agreement that brought the power of the Holy Spirit on 120. They were in one accord, agreement. It was agreement that brought the miraculous in the book of Acts when Peter and John went into the temple and they said, silver and gold have I none, such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus. Rise up, and the crippled man was, was healed. But it said Peter and John were together in agreement. They both were, prayed for that man. Think about Paul and Silas in agreement in that prison. I mean, the, the word of God is so full of promises dealing with if we agree, God will do it. Today, we are going to agree that every need 
in your life will be met, no matter what the problem is. The word impossible does not exist with God. It does not exist with God the Father. It does not exist with God the Son. It does not exist with God the Holy Spirit. There is nothing impossible, and we must never give up. If we give up, we lose. Never give up. Jesus said, faint not. Don't faint. In due season we'll reap if we faint not, Paul wrote. Now, come on, let's agree. You, you just put your hands on the screen or just stretch your hands towards me. I'm stretching my hands towards you in faith. I'm telling you, I feel this deep in my heart right now. Lord, dear Jesus, we come in full agreement that every need will be met. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now that will release that one watching from that bondage or sickness or need in their finances or life. Bring wholeness and healing to their life and family. Meet that need, Lord. Answer that prayer, whether it's about a family member or about a need in their body or, or, or job or whatever the need is, Lord, right now. We agree it's done. We agree it's met. We agree the problem is canceled. The darkness is behind. Lord, let the darkness be behind them and the light on them and in front of them. In Jesus' mighty name and for your glory. And God's people said amen. When you follow Jesus, the darkness and the problem will be behind you. It's that simple. Do it today. Just place your eyes on him. And tell him how much you love him. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great Christmas. It's the best. Trust me. It is your best. Bye-bye. Proverbs 4 says, Attend to my word. Incline to my sayings. Let the word not depart from your eyes. Keep the word in the midst of your heart. They are life. The word is life to those that find the word. And health to all your flesh. I have a CD where I, I read the word with beautiful healing songs, healing music behind them. If you need that, if you are struggling with some sickness in your body, get that CD. Let the word begin to penetrate your life. God's Word Speaks Healing is a unique audio compilation on which Pastor Benny Hinn reads promises of health and wholeness from throughout the scriptures as beautiful instrumental music from his favorite healing songs and hymns plays in the background. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. You can have God's Word Speaks Healing on CD for a gift of $15 or as a digital download for a gift of $8. Call, write, or order your copy of this faith-building volume online today.